hello and welcome to the Greater Than Podcast. The purpose of this podcast is 1 John 4, 4. You are of God, little children, and have already overcome them, for greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Join us as we have different guests and topics that address what's going on in our world and culture from a biblical perspective to find and remind ourselves that greater is he on the inside of us than he that is in the world. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Greater Than Podcast. My name is Elijah Merle. So honored and blessed you've taken out time to join us today. Wherever you find yourself in the world, God is doing good things, and he's doing it in your life. Uh, Today, we are honored and privileged to have one of, I consider, an absolute legend uh, in the body of Christ, especially from my generation and uh, generations that are a little older than me as well, uh, Commander Kelly Copeland. Commander, how are you today? Oh, I'm great. I'm so honored to sit down and talk to you. Yes, ma'am. All the honor and privilege is all mine. Grew up watching every single one, man. I can tell you, me and my older brother, Gary, shout out to my older brother. We grew up watching uh, you, Commander, and we, we love you, and we're so thankful for your life and ministry. There are In my life, personally, there are three women who have impacted my life the most. The first being my mom that gave birth to me, obviously. I was such a powerful woman of faith, Renee Merle. I love her so much. And then secondly, my spiritual mother is uh, Miss Phyllis Moore. I I go to Faith Life Church in Branson. Miss Phyllis is my spiritual mother. And then you're the third one. These are the the third woman that's impacted my life the most is Commander Kelly. She's number three. And and, uh, you you taught me to know who I, I'm not going to cry. You taught me that to know who I am in Jesus, and you taught me about uh, just ordinary kids doing extraordinary things with the power of the Holy Spirit, and uh, my life is the better because of it. Uh, I remember growing up going to 1440 when I got to that place of being able to go to 1440. I was like, oh, I'm so excited because I can still get to hear from Commander, you know, and that was one of the highlights for me um, as well. And so I just want to honor you. And I know that this podcast, the listeners honor you as well. And uh, we just want to say thank you for your obedience to God and so many, so many millions, I believe. I, I don't, I don't, I'm not, you know, I'm not shy in saying I believe it's been millions that have been touched in one way or another by your obedience to God. And so I just want to tell you, thank you for the sacrifice, the work, everything you put into making my life better. And I just wanted to honor you and let you know that the, of, of the women that have impacted my life the most, you are in the top three. And I really appreciate you. Man, you're making me cry. because I'm not kidding because it's an honor that you're, you know, that you would give me a voice in your life or that you would let that continue on, you know, into, you know, as you're a full on adult. And, but the fact that you would let the things that I brought to you of the Lord, he's handing me a Kleenex. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) That you would let those things live in you, that you would let the Lord Jesus live in you to the degree he is and you've gone on to do what the super kid motto was do great things, supernatural things by the power of the word and the power of the Holy spirit. That's a, that's a, that's a gift to my life. That's a gift to my life. But you know, I I am so proud of, of you and, and kids like kids, grown up kids, you know, I always say once a super kid, always a super kid, but um, whether they remember it or not, the Lord is, the word is working in their life. And this generation is very special. Yes, ma'am. Very special. You're very special. Yes, 
Thank you so much, Commander. You know, I'm, I'm going to need a Kleenex before it's over, too. I already know. Uh, I'm so thankful for you. I really am. But uh, anyway, Commander, uh, as we transition here and we got through the sappy stuff, the good sappy stuff, though, a good sappy, uh, I wanted to talk about just your life, how you grew up. You know, you've impacted so many kids growing up. Uh, I'm sure that a lot of would be curious about. Of course, obviously, we honor Brother Copeland and, and, and Sister Gloria. We thank God for their yes, for what they've done, touching millions upon millions of lives with the uncompromising message of faith. Uh, and so uh, I just want to talk about that, though. What was that like practically growing up in what um, my spiritual mentor, I, I actually had a privilege of serving him as well, Jeremy and Sarah Pearson's that for a season, I served them as well. And what he calls the household of faith, which I believe is right on. But what was that like for you, Commander, growing up in such a household? Well, you know, where Jeremy came in and everybody was well known and all of that already, at least to some degree, yeah. you know, my dad's, we had offices all over the world and a large amount of people, you know, listening and following and partnering. And I praise God for those partners. Um, but I started out when, you know, it was mom, I mean, their mom and dad, nobody exactly. cared who they were. No, you know, when we were little, nobody was coming to the meetings much, but that, that faithful group that started with them, you know, they became Jerry Savelle and, you know, the people that rose up under, underneath him and began to preach the word churches were born. I mean, when I was a kid, there really weren't any, there were hardly any word of faith churches. There were hardly any churches that were really, uh, you know, teaching the word and focusing on the word and believing the word and receiving healing. I mean, that was healing was still kind of a new revelation that had really been, uh, I think Oral Roberts broke through the, broke some hard ground, you know, and brought healing. And then brother Hagen brought us faith and we we're learning and it just was our household. I, I I'm very grateful for it because there's no other response to something other than faith. You yes, know, sir. there's now, as I got older and, you know, started having family and, you know, they got sick or something or something you needed money and, or you needed help. It's, it, it got kind of real, you know, and the enemy would try to lie. And I had to make a choice of walking in faith or not, but Faith was always just kind of not a hard choice because I knew it's the way you overcome is to believe what God said. I think sometimes faith gets used like uh, it's um, something complicated or or yeah. something that's far off or I can't have faith. I don't have faith. I got to get faith. You know, faith is just trusting God. And the more you know someone, the more you trust him, the more you hear about him, the more you know about him, the reading the word. I mean, that was just our life. It was just, it was just life, but it was awesome because when trouble came, when you needed something, when you needed a bicycle, man, I needed a horse. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I needed a dog. I needed these things. My parents really weren't too into the thought of a horse but God brought me a horse and then my yeah. parents, you know, they had to deal. So <laughs> <laughs> yes, well. thankfully their faith was working too, because right after someone called that we didn't even know and said, I believe this is Kelly's horse. Someone called my dad that was local. That was in California. And someone called my dad and says, um, brother Copeland, do you, if you ever need 
I don't know a place to keep a horse. I have a ranch. Do you need me to go get one transport? I mean, here's this man yeah. calling to tell my dad. And, and so the Lord graciously took care of my dad as well. My mom in that. And of course, when my daughter, Emily was bleeding for a dog, which I didn't want, mm-hmm. God did the same thing for me. He took care yeah. of me. We got the best dog in the world. <laughs> yeah. Yes, ma'am. That's he takes so care of us all. We use our faith and using our faith. It just means trusting him, That's trusting right. his That's word, right. listening to his word and letting his word be what you stand on. So right. it was wonderful miracles. Yes, I had an yeah. awesome childhood. Can I say, and I just yes. have to speak for a moment. Please. You know, I know sometimes parent people, my age, we look at our children or even our grandchildren and, and we say, why don't you just blah, blah, blah. Cause we're thinking from the world we lived in, it was simple. But, you know, I think I had to grow up a little bit in my adultness and realize that the world you lived in, the world you live in, the world my daughter at 11, I have an 11-year-old, I have a 10-year-old grandson and and younger ones, the world they're growing up in is not the same, but the word is the same. That's right. So while how how you manage your life, how you have to do what you have to do to work, to go to school, to raise your family and all that, that may look different. Your foundation and the word of God that you can hook your faith into, hook your trust into, hook your future into, that's the same. And so I'm really grateful for that. But I did lead a simple life. You know, we played outside all day. We didn't come home till somebody called you for dinner. I mean, we just, mm-hmm. it was awesome. We didn't think yeah. about germs. We didn't think come about, the, we didn't think about anything, but riding our bicycle and playing. Yeah. And uh, I know it, it's, I, I pray that the Lord will help us to give that kind of simplicity to our kids mm. by teaching them to hear from him. And so that's kind of what I'm, that's kind of what I've been teaching a lot lately. It's just here, here, teach them to hear from Jesus themselves. And my job's not so complicated, but anyway, didn't mean to get off on that, but it was awesome. Yeah. It is still awesome. Life with Mm. Jesus is still awesome. (laughs) That's right. Yes. But I will say this, the thing that was really nice is they didn't do at home differently than they were preaching. Mm. They lived at home, what they were preaching. So yeah. to me, it wasn't, I think the hard times for a preacher's kid is when it's like stepping out of one world and going into another world when you go to church or when you're mm-hmm. around other people. But my world was just consistently, Jesus is Lord, Jesus is King, and his word is true. And what do you need? He'll get it for you. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. Yes, ma'am. And I think that's something that uh, my generation is is longing for, that simplicity, seeing people who actually believe the word of God, stand with the word of God, that is an everyday thing. You know, I think that's what Paul is talking about in Romans 12, about presenting our bodies as a living sacrifice, mm-hmm. as holy and acceptable unto God, as reasonable worship, worshiping God with our lifestyle, not just when we come into the four, you know, walls of a church or a building, but that we are the church, we are the church of the Lord Jesus Christ, and seeing that in 
our lives because a lot of times kids get confused when they're seeing so we're talking about preachers kids in general especially uh when they see and even kids that go to church in general like why all of a sudden my parents are different people now what's up with this and there's this fakeness that's shown and there's this thing that's not real hypocrites is what jesus would say and we know from scripture jesus is not a fan of hypocrites you know and so i think it's important that we do that and so i'm, I'm so thankful for that what an amazing testimony of a life of faith and literally a life of faith you know not just a here and there moments of it but a whole life of faith the just are called to live by faith uh, commander as we as we can transition here um talking about super kids now how how did this come about what was the vision how what did god speak into your heart that you knew like okay we got to do this this, ha this has to be done you know, living, a, living your life with Jesus will take you to the next thing, right? So mm -hmm. I was a young mother. Um, I remember Rachel, my oldest daughter, was like, she was probably five or six, maybe not. No, she wouldn't have been that old. She was younger than that, but somewhere around in there. And so after church one day, she brings home this paper and it said, God made the trees or flowers. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing wrong with that. Obviously, God made the flowers and it was good that they were teaching her that. But it annoyed me. It was mm -hmm. a holy annoyance that they weren't telling her why God made mm -hmm. the flowers. Why did God made the make the flowers? You know, he made them because he loves you. He made flowers. He made uh, this whole earth for us because he loves us and because he wants us to trust in it. I mean, there's a... You could, I could sit here and preach to you for two hours about God made the flowers. And I know that that, you know, my little four-year-old maybe wouldn't be ready for all four hours of that teaching. But mm -hmm. what stirred up in me was to teach kids the connection between that and them, the connection, but it just stirred in me and stirred in me. And so we we heard this song, this lady wrote this song, Super Kid Academy. It wasn't about what we're doing. It wasn't, she just wrote it mm -hmm. and it went off in us. And we took that and made it a real thing. And, um, or no, did she write, she didn't write Super Kid Academy. She wrote that later. I think she wrote a song called, um, uh, talking about a super kid. The mm -hmm. song was about a super kid. So yeah. I, I, I started thinking about doing a project. And of course, you got to remember how far back this was. This was in the um, mid, early 80s, mid 80s. And uh, that was so long ago. <laughs> it sounds like I was just a few years ago. But um, so I thought we thought about doing a like a vacation Bible school type, but do an album, a recording mm -hmm and have this, like these kids come to this vacation Bible school and they hear about who they are and they learn and they grow and it be like a radio show, almost like a, a story on audio. And um, it was right after that, we heard this super kid thing. And then we thought of super kid Academy. So it just kind of, the Lord just gave all the little pieces. Yeah. And so that first project became Super Kid Academy, Super Kid Academy, Commander Kelly and the Super Kids. And these kids came to the academy and it was just an audio recording. So we made another audio recording and another one. 
And then uh, we made our first movie. It had Carmen in it. Mm -hmm. And uh, so that was fun. Very, if you want to, my kids always kind of made fun, my older, as they got older, they made fun of my dancing and I get it. It was, I am not a dancer and really was not an actress or anything, you know, yeah. it's just these kids hearing the word, changing their life. And this, the premise of Super Kid Academy is that there's these kids and there's a, an organization that's taken over the airwaves and the kids, this was what the, our movies were about. And the airwaves were taken over by NME. Mm -hmm. You remember, you remember what that stands for, Elijah? Oh, she, she, she put me on the spot. Come I, on. I, I got gotcha. you. No, you got I, it. You got Come me on. on that. No, you crossed me over. You hit NME. me with the notoriously, notoriously. <sighs> Come on. Man, the, my my listeners are yelling at me right now, Commander. I I literally I don't I don't remember Commander. Malicious, I remember the songs. Malicious. Malicious. What? In, yes, yes, yes. Uh, yes, yeah, starts with the knee. Enterprises. That's right. Inter, come on. Mal Notoriously right. malicious that, enterprises. Listen, Commander. That's strike. That's strike one, two, and three. Because that was three letters. So that's strike one, two, and three. The interview's no. over. I'm sorry, Commander. No, I repent. That was a freebie. Now you're okay. On your toes. I need. I need to get toes. saved. I need to get saved. I don't want you googling all that now. I would just. You can just nope. listen. I want. I won't hold it against you because there's yes, been a few years, probably. It, it has been a few years. I'm not gonna lie. Yes, ma'am. But you know what I love, Elijah, that happened with all those? We started, we did one movie and then another movie and then, let's see, then another movie and another movie. So the last one was Judgment. We did uh, The Intruder was the first one. And then we did um, Armor of Light. Well, Armor of Light, then The Sword. And then yes, The Sword and yes, then Judgment. And mm -hmm. then we did The Mission. So Mission we did mm -hmm. in 2012. So actually mm -hmm. there were five. And um, what I love, though was we saw kids playing these videos and it's just situations these kids would get in and then they would be rescued or they would rescue somebody or they would do whatever mission they were on. They had a mission. And, you know, mm -hmm. I didn't know what God was doing at the time, but what he did was create real super kids who knew God was calling them because we said it like, it's not just about being a Christian. Our life is not just about being a good Christian. We have a calling. Every person yeah. has something that God has, has designed them to do. And once you start on the path of that calling, you know, it'll take you anywhere, anywhere yes, God wants you to go. But you start just by with saying yes. And mm -hmm. so what happened was we'd see kid people like you, you know, God's word, you'd listen to it and listen to it and listen to it. And then God's word was getting down in your heart. The That's same right. as maybe when your parents are listening to a teacher, a preacher, mm -hmm. preaching a message, and they listen over and over and over again, because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. The more you hear it, the more it comes, it starts to come out of your inside. You know, mm -hmm. you start hearing it from Jesus on the inside. And so these kids would watch these movies over and over again. But then when real situations happen, that word would rise up within them. It was in there. It was planted. And they really, kids started to find out who they were, not within the framework of the world, but they found out who they were within the framework of God having a designed plan and mission and, and something for them to do. We're on this planet for 
something. You know, I've started thinking, I think we're here that we might show people that God is real, yes. you know? Yes, ma'am. That's, that's powerful. It really is. Yeah. So I, you know, uh, the intruder being like, we had, we, we, how it happened with my brother is we, that same thing, believing God, living by faith. My brother, he would, he believed God and somebody would give him the intruder tape. You know, maybe we didn't have the money to buy or pay for it. Right. Somebody just gave him the intruder and then gave him armor of light, then gave him the sword and like, and then up to judgment, all of the tapes were given to us. And uh, my brother being older, watched them first. And then as I came along, I watched and I began to understand it. And every time we would go, my parents, the way they raised us was they always wanted us to be in main service. They wanted us to be there like Southwest Believers Convention. I've been going there since I was in my mother's womb, like all the time all way back in the day, going back into the nineties. And so we would go all the time, but once we got a little older, once I got older, we'd always ask dad, cause he wanted us to be in the main service and rightfully so, but we'd always ask dad, can we go to super kids? Can, can we please go to super kids? We want to see commander Kelly. And so he would let us go to super kids and see commander. We were right back in main service, but every year, we always asked, we've got to see Commander Kelly, you know, in person, you know, because to, to, to us, right, you guys were like movie stars to us, because that's the kind of movies that we watch. We watched other movies as well, but it, it, that was the one that we constantly watched. So to see you in person and ministering, it was just such a huge blessing in our lives and left such a mark in our lives. And, and I, I just remember that so fondly. And, and uh, it's just so cool. My favorite, uh, my favorite super kid movie is it's a toss up between the sword and judgment. It's like a yeah. toss up. Like it's, it's kind of hard to gauge, you know, I love this. I love the sword. I love judgment. Um, but my favorite songs probably came from the sword. If, if, if my, my favorite songs of all time that were written, you know, that's where you know who you are in Jesus. That's where I'll trust you, Jesus, when they're going and, and uh, general uh, fear has got them and all that kind of stuff. And, and I remember that going on in that and judgment has some amazing songs as well. Uh, what, what are some things and some takeaways that you had in terms of you were talking about you touched it a little bit just people coming up to you interactions that you've had over the years because that's something that still goes on to this day that's uh, going on right now as we're recording this but what are some things that have happened some moments that you look back on it was like man praise god that we did that you you alluded to it but is there any, some stories about people coming up to you and saying hey this has changed my life yeah, you know, we had so many stories like that. And what he was talking about uh, going to Super Kid Academy during our convention every year at Southwest Believers Convention at K that you can find out more about that. We just held it, kcm.org. You can watch them on YouTube or go to our, our website and, and watch the adult service that Elijah had to go to a lot. But, yeah. you know, it's powerful in there. But, you know, Elijah, this year, let me just, I might start at what happened this year and work backwards, but this year we had the kids, you know, they, we had a, a manifestation of, of the glory in there and the kids were really just learning to talk to the Lord Jesus for themselves and take a deep breath. Cause we really went in there believing for soul wounds to be healed from the last couple of years of, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, we've all been through a lot of trauma and if you don't stop and take care, you know, take that to the Lord and let him heal mm -hmm. it, it'll revisit later, you know, and in the last several years can be real. Satan doesn't do things 
to hurt. He, he typically sows seed into our mind, will, or emotions that he wants to come up like a ticking time bomb 10 years mm. later. And you have no idea what was the root of, of that explosion in your life. And, and so I want, we wanted to stop that, you know, just even the separation, the isolation, the, yeah. you know, all the confusion, the death that kids have seen over the last two years. Um, we wanted to just take the time to stop and breathe. That was the name of our conference was breathe for the super kids. So they, it was awesome. So many good things happened there. And then, um, and some of the kids had gold on their hands after service and it was really powerful. And then, um, and what, what that told them though, was that God with Jesus was with them, that he's with them. It's personal. Heaven is open and pouring things out to them. It was really special. And then I was thinking back to one of the first things that happened when we first started Super Kid Academy and at the convention, we did this. I don't know if you remember when we did, uh, we had this one adventure on Calypso Island. Do you remember that one? It was the audio cassette. Mm -hmm. And I think that one, uh, we had, we kind of played out a scene on the stage and had this big production in the adult service. Mm-hmm. And after that, this little kid came up to the, I went out, I was signing autographs afterwards. Um, and this little kid came up, he could barely see over the table. And he looked at me and he said, Commander Kelly, I want adventure so bad. And, you know, his little heart, he was just about to cry. He just wanted adventure. And to him, what we were doing meant you could have adventure in God. And to me, that always stuck in my mind. Like, if we don't open the door to true life with Jesus, that it's not religion. It's not just doing the duty of being right, acting right, reading your Bible, going to church. That's not adventurous. And Mm -hmm. I'm sorry to say that we've, many times tried to give feed that to kids or adults either and say this is church this is what being a christian is when being a believer is being a disciple of the king of the universe (laughs) you know the lord of heaven the lord of heaven's army if you're a disciple and you're a follower he's gonna have you go heal people he's gonna have you go help people he's gonna have you share words with people that set them free he's going to cause manifestations of glory. And I mean, who knows what can happen mm-hmm. to you? Anything in the Bible could happen to you and beyond. You could be transported from New York to Africa in a moment because God needs you there. And he knows you'll do what he said to do. Who knows? Yeah. We open that door to kids. Then, then adventure doesn't look like, you know, Harry Potter and Marvel mm-hmm. and, you know, just fantasy world. Now you look at them now, Elijah, what used to be just books to read and fantasy was just using your imagination when you read a book. It's now literally being engrossed in a game where adventure looks like killing people. Adventure Mm -hmm. looks like in a video game or adventure looks like, you know, trying to cast spells like Harry Potter Mm -hmm. does. You see what Satan has done with that and the, and the believers, honestly, we've got to step it up and use what God gave us as our imagination. Um, I was listening to somebody the other day teach, and they were talking about 
God gave you your imagination to see the possibility of what he wants to bring to you. And when you can see it in your imagination, it that's like a portal for all of yeah. that to come in, for heaven to pour that out into your life when you can see it by faith. Our imagination is a huge part of our faith. So these things we need to do better and, and get step up the quality in Christian production. I mean, you really asked me to talk about that, but I'm believing that we can do more things for yes. kids and better, you know, better, better than anything that's out there. Yes, ma'am. I, I agree. Uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's just, it's so powerful, you know, thinking about the, the I call it the OG super kids with the cassettes and things of that nature. Yeah. Thinking about those, those old ones and those songs there were powerful too. Like one of my favorites from back in those days was I want to be like those kids. And yeah. then it, it transitions to, I want to be like you, Lord, and, oh. and just different things like just wonderful songs that I was singing as a kid, you know, and, and, and my parents had me singing and it's, had have where I am today. The first verse that I ever memorized was from the sword. Wow. Uh, it's when it's when you guys are at the table and somebody says, "Be instant in season and out of season." Second Timothy four two, you know. And so to this day, that was the first verse that I memorized, and it came out wow. of that out of Super Kids, you know. And and now I'm I'm going around and teaching the, the word. My podcast, the Lord has blessed it. It's gone to about 59 countries so far wow. and the Lord has blessed it. And all of that can be traced back. My training traces back to those moments. And so it's such a strategic thing. You know, we, we also had on the podcast, we had brother Ken Blunt on the podcast, Nicodemus from Gospelville. And, and just uh, for me, like, you know, I'm, 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 I'm just flying high as for lack of a better term, because I'm having like two legends that I've grown up listening to and watching on my podcast. And it's just such a blessing. But I love this idea of uh, training up a child in the way that they should go. It's, it's scriptural, it's biblical, and they won't depart from it when they get older. Uh, Commander, uh, what are some of your favorite memories doing some of these, these movies and music mm. and all these things? What are some memories that stick out to you from those days? Um, you know, I remember doing the uh, judgment. Yes, I didn't. I mean, I was taking some acting classes and I'm not saying I was a great actress in any of that, but I, I was trying, yes, <laughs> I was trying. And I remember this one scene, that one scene when, um, Missy, one of our mm -hmm. super kids, it looks like she gets blown up in the snow. Mm -hmm. Cause we're stranded after the sword kind of has a cliffhanger ending. And so you start out the, uh, judgment we're stranded in the, yeah. in, on the mountains. And I remember having to shoot the scene when I was in the, I was in the spaceship and having to leave my child, my super kid on that snowy mountain with the bad guys. They captured yes. her mm -hmm. and she couldn't get to the ship with us in time. And I have to get on the So this scene started and we shot it here on the property at EMIC and, and, uh, Fort Worth, Texas. So it was not snowy. Yeah. <laughs> it was not mountainous. And, um, it was just in a hangar and I had to jump on this ship and act the scene out. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I, that seemed, I, I didn't know how to do that. And I hadn't shot the scene before. So in my mind, I'm not picturing her being blown up like it ended mm -hmm. up being. We shot that after. So it felt very dry, you know, 
uh, in practice that I'm supposed to be upset because I've lost leaving my this child there. And I've got to be in faith because we're going to come, we're believing to come back and get her, but I've got to be in faith and cry and feel this agony of leaving her at the same time. Yeah. And at the time I wasn't super, um, the Lord has in the last several years helped me mature in my emotions, but at the, it's not really anything we've ever taught about. Cause we teach about faith, which mm-hmm. we teach about not being led by your emotions. So I really had not delved into the world of having maturity there until the last six or seven years, the Lord's been, that's what he's been working in my life. So now I realize I'm trying to emote with something that I don't have any maturity in where my emotions are concerned. And so what I did though, is what you can do anytime you don't know what to do. I practiced and I studied the lines and all that. And then before the scenes, I didn't go over the lines before that scene. In the time that I had, I got quiet and I just prayed in the spirit. Mm -hmm. And I asked the Lord that the Holy Spirit act that out of me, that the Holy Spirit come on me to act out that scene. And when I did that was early on in the production of that movie, but I started doing that with every scene, except for the last scene seemed easy to me. So I didn't really do that. I'm like, if I look, if I watch that movie, it's like that last scene is the weakest scene. I Mm. feel like that I had because I didn't approach it that way because it seemed like I could do it. Mm -hmm. It wasn't hard. And um, so there's just a key behind the scenes, uh, Produce director's cut notes on that. But, um, but I went in that, I got on that ship and it felt so real. And I started crying and I think now I know to how to have an emotion and a feeling about something or how to be in a hard situation. You don't just, now I don't, I've learned not to just shove my feelings aside. Mm. I take them to the Lord. And, and I, I had something very devastating happen to me um, you know, two, two, almost two years ago. And I remember getting in bed that night and I remember just crying. Sorry. Mm. No, you're fine. I you're just fine. cried and I cried and I knew exactly who I was crying to. I wasn't just randomly crying. Yeah. I was laying and I was talking to Jesus and I just started crying because this was such a hard thing. And he just, his comfort rose up. It's funny too, because you would think if you're crying, you're not in faith. No, anytime you're with Jesus, you're in faith. Your Mm. faith may not be doing yet what it's going to do when it's commanding the devil to get away or commanding something to change, but you're in the process of faith. When you're with him, he's putting that in you. That's when you're crying before him and you know, again, I'm not just randomly crying, which you can do that, but if you will take all that, and just pour it out to the Lord. You will find him. Read Acts 17. That's exactly what it says. You will find him because he's easy to be found. And I'm just, faith came. Doesn't that sound Mm. funny? I'm crying, but what he was pouring back into me was rhema. And it it is the scripture. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I was hearing him talk back to me in that pain, in that trouble. Well, in that ship, I can go back all those years now and look at 
look at what we recorded. And because of the Holy Spirit, and I was praying in tongues to be able to, for him to come out of me as I was mm -hmm. doing that, that's what I did. I was like crying in Commander Dana that was flying the ship and the little boy that was also, the little five-year-old that was also flying the ship. Yeah. This is the miracle of Super Kid Academy. Yes. Um, this the little boy turned around who actually that's my cousin philip he's a grown man with kid family now he's a, yeah. he's an awesome guy but anyway he he was in that movie and he he looked at me and he said it's going to be okay commander kelly and commander dana that. said we'll get him we'll come back and get mm -hmm. him yep. they were the words of jesus that's exactly what he did to me in my heart years later but wow. in those days i didn't know how to do that to cry and be in faith at the same time yeah. but i was crying because i'm feeling the intensity of this so i don't know i don't know if that even answers any i forgot what question you asked me but that was probably the biggest memory and then walking that that movie had a lot of memories to it because we were in the snow literally in the snow and i was walking through the snow um freezing in the middle it was late at night because we wanted it dark and i had to get this scene in one take because the snow was pristine mm. so i had to do it the first time and the lord just came all over me i felt every feeling that you know uh i, I was expressing right then I, I, it really was real and mm. then i got on to him later i came back to the ship got onto the super kids, they're grappling and I lose my yep. temper and I get mad at them. And I was anointed to do that too. It was yeah, really yeah. weird. But I, I think to me, it was an example that the Lord will anoint you to do whatever you have to do. Mm -hmm. You can get that. You can pray in the spirit. You can build yourself up on your most holy faith as Jude says. And he certainly came through because I didn't know what I was doing. And mm -hmm. I think we always think we have to know what we're doing, but you don't. You don't that's have to know so what you're good. doing. Just say yes. <laughs> yeah, that's so good. Yes, ma'am. I love you talking about it because as you're talking about these scenes, I'm seeing them in my head just vividly. You know, that's one of my favorite scenes when you're in the snow. It's a slow motion shot and you, you dive in and the emotions are pouring out. It's, oh, it's one of my favorite scenes there. And then when you come back and you're talking to the kids and you're getting them stirred up and you, you, you're, oh, it's so good. I'm just, I'm geeking out here as a super kid fan. Well, I'll Even give though you I didn't one geeky story. You know, the, um, it's not geeky, but anyway, the scene, I think after, I kind of lose it out in the snow with, yeah. you know, and it's, I feel so lost. Yeah. And then I sing a song. Do you remember that? Yes, I'm in a, I this beautiful mm -hmm. pink dress, that mm -hmm. dress, I was in a silk long dress and yeah. I had boots on yeah. and, you know, like long johns on underneath it, but I was freezing mm. and on the way to go up the mountain, yeah. to take me to where they were going to shoot the scene. The director, Dwayne Gates, I'm saying your name, Dwayne. I'm putting uh -oh. it out publicly. Dwayne yeah. has, is driving me up there on a snowmobile and dumps me. <laughs> and I, it, I just, in this silk dress, and I'm cold. I'm going to shoot this scene in the cold, and he dumps me in the snow. So uh, there's no, there not a lot of people know that, but... It's public knowledge now, there but it go. was, yeah, it was cold. So I did pay yes, a price. You talked about yes, me paying a price. I did.
Again. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Now, is that the, the song? Now, see, I'm putting myself out now. See, if I'm wrong, this is on me. See, on this one. Now, was that one? Uh, I can hear your voice. Is that? The, was that the song for that one? You know, you got me now. I really don't remember. Oh, I just remember being called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll the, have to go the, the back and watch. The main memory is being cold. If I'm not mistaken, that was the, the song. But uh, yeah. yeah, anyway, I, I'm hearing the song play in my head. And so it's I a good can one. hear your voice. Does it go something like that? I yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't even listen. Yeah, a little, little, little slower. But yeah, yeah, I can hear your voice whisper, touch me where I am, whatever lies ahead. Dude, you got yeah, this. Yeah, 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 I don't yeah, even yeah. remember that. Yeah, yeah, and whatever lies ahead, uh, I'll not live by bread alone or something like that but by every yes. word you speak yeah 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 yeah. see i'm redeeming myself you commander did. i was just thinking that you totally redeemed yourself because i redeemed myself out. yeah but see that's there? a good song that's <laughs> a really good song and it's true yeah. it's yes, true that's how mm -hmm. i felt even after that devastating thing happened to our family i i just i i can't tell you what a journey it's been the last two years it's been amazing he's yes, so good He's, He's so good. Faithful. He's so faithful to us. Yes, ma'am. But uh, as we begin to to wrap it up, Commander, I don't want to hold you too long. Uh, I can't have you on the podcast and not tell the story about your daughter being healed yes. and the, the, the miracle that happened there. Can you share just however you want to about that story? Well, which one? Because I had two daughters that were raised up from, from de uh, death. I mean, they literally were at the edge of dying. Um, one in a wreck and one from uh, meningitis. So which one do you want to hear? Man, give me both of them, Commander, <laughs> if you don't mind. If you don't mind, I don't mind. Give us both. Yes, well, ma actually, Jenny was uh, the first situation that I went through. And she was uh, about uh, 18 months old, I guess. And she was in a car wreck. And the, literally, I'll make a long story short, literally the doctors said, they didn't say it to me, they said it to another friend, friend of mine, but they didn't say it to me mm -hmm. um, yet. They never had a chance to because things started changing so fast, but they said that she wasn't gonna make it. Mm -hmm. And she actually was non-responding at the scene. She was uh, rolled and turned, the car flipped and rolled end over end and side to, and sideways seven times. And mm -hmm. she was thrown from the car. She hit her head. She broke her femur. And it was, you know, her head, she had internal bleeding. And I mean, the Lord just is so faithful. We sat in that waiting room and we, every single thing that they said was wrong, we would hit it. And then they'd come back and say, well, it's, she's, it's, that's, that looks like that's okay. And um, so she ended up in a cast, but in four weeks, she was out walking normal her head was healed. And so that's Jenny. She's the one, she has a new book out called Sacred Smallness. She's, a, she's awesome. My kids are awesome, all of them. But um, I just look at what she's doing now and think about the devil tried to kill her. But she actually, um, the we brought her to service. That was on Monday of convention. I don't know if you remember that, but we brought her to service on Thursday. And she was in a cast, but she was alive and out of ICU. And it was serious. It was serious. Yeah. But then I had a couple of years, a few years later, Lindsay, another wonderful daughter who she's amazing woman of God. She wrote and directed the mission 
Mm-hmm. That's right. So That's see, right. God has a mission for you and Satan may not like it, but you stick with the Lord and Satan can't touch that. He, okay, MC Hammer's coming out, but Come he can't now. touch that. He can't, yeah. he can't touch you when you're in the middle of the word, the Lord's will, yes. and you're trusting him. We, we let other cre- things creep in. That's where we plead the blood of Jesus and just at, thank the Lord for protecting us. But anyway, um, and besides, if something happens to you, where are you going to go? So, I mean, Satan's a loser. There's nothing he can do to stop you from the kingdom of God, whether here or there. Um, But anyway, Lindsay got meningitis and they they said she wasn't going to make it. And um, she was very close to death when we got to the hospital. But but she woke up suddenly. They didn't expect her to wake back up because of this meningitis. They expected her to just die in 20, less than 24 hour killer, they said. So she woke up in like eight hours and opened her eyes and her dad was sitting there in the room with her. And she said, Merry Christmas, daddy. I thought Mm. it was Christmas and she'd gotten sick on Christmas Eve. And I thought probably only my child would wake up from a coma and say Merry Christmas. But anyway, (laughs) We're, we're a Christmas loving family, but I just give all the glory to God. And I've learned so much. And like, even when that happened to Jenny, I learned to plead the blood of Jesus. I learned yes. to plead the blood of Jesus. I learned to expect the angels and to expect protection. They believe God for daily protection. And so when Lindsay was, uh, got sick, when I was standing in the hospital and they told, actually was in the emergency room and they said, it's meningitis. I just turned around and walked out. He probably thought I was crazy, but I just turned around and walked out because I just felt like this. I think people don't realize that when they feel like this, I don't know what to do. It's like, it's demonic. Mm-hmm. It's yes, fear, ma'am. especially if you're a word person or you know the Lord, and you know his presence and you just feel locked down. I just felt locked down, but I left the room and walked into the hall and my sister walked up and she said, what is it? And, and I, I told her, I said, I think I said, they said it's meningitis, but then, and I just felt like I couldn't do anything else. But see, if you're a, tr- if, when you trust the Lord, when you're yeah. a super kid or a super adult or whatever, super Jesus freak, yeah. um, then he'll give you the right things to say. I didn't know what to say, but the one he put these words and they came out. And I said, I refuse to fear. Yeah. I mean, and you know what? It was bam, it was mm-hmm. gone. I refused it. I refused to go there. I'm a, and immediately it was like everything in me started bubbling up. And I started saying, no, no, no. There's blood between me and Jesus. Because see, ever since that happened to Jenny, I had been mm-hmm. pleading the blood of Jesus and I had built this hedge. And Satan would love for me to forget that by making me afraid. But as soon as I said, I refuse to be afraid, I was refusing that message. Um, all this started coming up. And I'm like, no, she will live and not die. She will declare the works of the Lord. So right after that, the doctors hadn't pulled me into the hospital room, not in her room, but in a conference room. Mm-hmm. And he was telling me all the deadly things about meningitis And actually she ended up having the most deadly meningitis. Um, And he said, he said, 
unfortunately, by the time kids get here and get to the hospital and we test them and we get them on uh, the antibiotics, which take like 48 hours to have any effect, so I still hadn't been there eight hours yet. He said, unfortunately, um, these kids don't have that long and they die. So he's telling me all this. And I said, well, she will live and not die. Yeah. And she will declare the works of the Lord. And I said, we have a covenant with Jesus. She has a covenant. And all this started coming out of my mouth. I wasn't being ugly. That's where Christians mm. miss it. I think they get mad at the doctor and they yeah. get start coming out violently. And that's not the spirit of faith. Mm. You know, you don't need to condemn the doctor. They're just doing what they're there to do. You yeah. be there for what you're there to do when, when you're in a situation. And so he goes, I don't even know that he was a Christian, but he just kind of looked at me and he goes, I can agree with that. I mean, mm. he, yeah. I don't even know what he, he knew what he was agreeing with, but the spirit of faith pulled agreement out of the doctor. Wow. So I went back to the, to the room there and my, uh, our wonderful, you know, and love them, Jerry and Carolyn Savell. Yeah. They had, my parents were out of town and trying to get there. Um, but the Savells came, uh, my sister, Terry and my brother-in-law, George, we met in the chapel there and brother Jerry prophesied. We took communion and, and I left Lindsay there with her dad. We took communion and we, um, uh, and brother Jerry said, as suddenly as this came on, it's, it's gone. It's leaving. Yeah. We took communion, walked, I walked back. I said, well, I'm going to go get, um, when her dad and I send him in here so he can get this too. He needs to hear this. So I go back in there. It takes me the time to walk to her room, put on the hazmat suit. They have you wearing it's yeah. an infectious disease, walked in there and Lindsay was awake Praise God. And he said, and I said, what happened? And he said, well, about 10 minutes ago, which is how long when brother Savelle said, suddenly yeah. he said about 10 minutes ago, she just opened her eyes and she said, Merry Christmas, daddy. Praise God. And that God, yes. it was a miracle. Yeah. It was a miracle. And it was just, just flowing with him standing on what his words are, but not just, I wasn't just standing on the words in the Bible. I was standing on the words that he was putting on in my, in my heart to come out my mouth. And yeah. I believe, I pray, I, I hope that those super kid words, yeah. if I could just speak to my super kids out there and to Please. the parents who have that age of kids, whether you knew about super kids or not, you know, the word of God is that when you put train up a child who will, they will not depart from it when they're old. Don't be distracted by what they're doing right now. Don't be distracted by their lifestyle right now. He said they won't depart. Here's what we need to remember. They can't re depart. They can't depart from him because he won't leave them. And wherever out there they are and whatever lifestyle they're living, or even if you are, were a super kid and you've stumbled on this and, and, I'm telling you, he's still right there with you. That's it doesn't right. matter what you're doing right now. It doesn't matter what you've gotten into. He's there. He's right there with you. And he is for you. And the thing that he told me recently, I was ministering to a friend who's, who ha his daughter was, you know, doing some stuff that, mm -hmm. that, that wasn't good and, and wasn't godly, but 
God is not about our behavior. He's about our heart. Mm. And, and the Lord had spoke to me a word to tell him. And he said, he said to me, this generation is on a walkabout with me. You know, that Australian term, like just go on a walkabout. He said, Mm -hmm. they're walking with me or I'm walking with them. And he said, but they can't be a generation. Listen, and this is for you too, Elijah. Y'all can't be a generation. This generation cannot be a generation that knows it's mother's God, it's father's God, it's grandmother's God. You've got to know Jesus for yourself. I don't care if you're living the best life, you like the most godly life, you're doing all the right stuff. If you're not intimate with Jesus, you might as well be out in the world and, you know, experimenting Mm -hmm. there as far as being strong. Yeah. Because you've got to be intimate with Jesus. That's where he's calling us all. And so this generation can't be, there's two things this generation can't be, or any of us. I mean, I include myself in this. We can't be um, and just out there kind of half playing with the world mm-hmm. and saying on Sunday, I love you to our parents, God. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. can't be that way. And we can't be, in church, doing all the right things, living exactly purified, perfect, and still loving and serving as a duty, our parents got. Mm-hmm. So the Lord said, they're just out there meeting me. What mm-hmm. did he say? He would spew it. If we're lukewarm, he'll spew you out. Why is he going to yeah. spew you out? So you can get cold so you can come back hot. Does that make sense? He doesn't spew you out because he hates you. If you're mm-hmm. lukewarm and you're you're in the atmosphere, but you're not letting it rain on you, you're mm-hmm. not letting the oil pour on you, you're not letting his words talk to you, then you need to be spewed out there so you can find out that you need him. Yes, ma'am. And then when you're out there, he'll be there and you'll meet your savior. It's Praise one God. thing to have a God. I have a savior. Amen. And that's what's going to happen to these guys out there. They're going to wake up because he's there. You can't depart from it. You can't depart from him. When you're old, you'll come back. Yeah. That's wonderful. Satan is not a good bed partner. No, no, ma'am. And the more you live out there, the more you realize I'm not happy. And you're, you've got this place. You're hungry for God. And all you have to do is say, Jesus, I I'm, I'm like the prodigal son that I'm coming home and he will take you back. You can even ask him, you can say, Jesus, I don't think he'll take me back, but would you take me back? And you're going to hear right in here. He'll say, yes, absolutely. Mm. And he'll start sharing his love with you because you can't leave him. That's so powerful. Yes, ma'am. Well, Commander, as we wrap it up, would you pray over us? However you feel led to pray. And, and uh, it's just been such a great time talking with you. Uh, would you say a prayer over us? Oh, sure. Thank you, Elijah. Father, we just come to you today and we thank you. We th- I thank you for this generation. I thank you for these, these kids who have grown up into people who love you. And I thank you for every single one of your children who have heard your word. And no matter where they are at or what they're doing in their life, Lord, you are there. You sent your son, Jesus. Lord Jesus, we're so grateful to you that you stick with us. 
We're so grateful to you that you meet us in our hard times. We're so grateful to you that you walk us through to good times, that you put joy in our heart, that you put love in our heart, that you put hope in our heart. And so right now we just receive you into fullness in our mind, our will, and our emotion. We lay down our life to you, Lord. We give you everything. We lay down on that, like Elijah was talking about, make our, make our bodies a living sacrifice. It's, 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 it's just laying down before the shepherd, the great surgeon, the great shepherd to heal us. When we give you our life, you heal us. And so I thank you for that today, Lord. And for those of you that don't know the Lord Jesus, I just want you to say this with me. Say, Jesus, come into my heart. I believe you died and rose from the dead. Take my life and do something with it. And you know what? I, th I think even if you're like, I don't know if I believe he died and rose from the dead. It's okay. Just say, Jesus, come into my heart. Take my life. And he will take it from there. He will help you with all the other things that you need to know, that you need to believe, because he'll start walking with you. Yeah. Oh, that's so wonderful. So precious. Well, I, I thank you, Commander, for interrupting our regularly scheduled program and giving us a message of hope, man. It's such a beautiful thing. I wanted to share this with you before we uh, let you go and let the people go. If, if you're seeing this video, you'll see it. But if not, you know, it's fine. But I have here, Commander, you sent me a picture when I was like, <laughs> six or seven years old oh, I wow think. and i still got it's the same original frame and everything just says jesus loves you commander kelly oh and, wow um, I, I love just, it yes ma'am i just I want you to, to know how much you mean to me once again you're top three of the women who have impacted my life the most and i just want to thank you again and honor you and i know that this podcast honors you the people listening i know their hearts as well that they're so honored that you've taken out time to to come and, and, and pour into us and so we just want to thank you again uh and, and just let you know how much we appreciate you we really do we love you Thank you, Elijah. Well, I just have one way I have to end it. You know, we got to do it. Oh, yes, ma'am. Come on. Oh, I yes, love you so much. Thank love you. Thank you. you so much. And thank you guys for listening, being a part of it. My name is Elijah Merle. Don't ever forget this now. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Thank you for listening to the Greater Than Podcast. To find out more, visit our website at merleministries.com.